wrapping up the Take Control Authors 20th Anniversary Reunion. This is Mac Voices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the Talk of the Apple Community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. This is the third and final installment in our show with the Take Control Authors Reunion on the 20th anniversary of Take Control Books. Let's go back and let this very distinguished panel do the talking. So yeah, one thing we did early on that was very cool, um, and I don't remember quite when it, when it, it went away as a, as, a, as a service at some point, but we had this thing called, there was a service called Quick Topic Document Review. And we could export the entire book um, to HTML um, it posted as a private web page, and all the other authors, um, you know, so one author would have written something, obviously, and then been through editing. All the other authors could comment on a paragraph by paragraph basis. And particularly early on, you know, when we're all kind of in the, oh my gosh, we can't believe how cool this is being. Um, and, you know, people really did, you know, and so you would not just get, you know, the author X being an expert and the editor doing a good job um, and Tanya doing a series editor pass and you know, having another pair of eyes. You'd get, you know, two or three or four other authors kind of running through going, I'm not sure if this is right, you know, and, you know, this doesn't work this way on my machine and stuff like that. And so that- well, it wasn't even just other authors. I would ask people who worked at the company that the software That's was about right. at times, and we had just a few folks, like there's a fellow named Chris Pepper, who's well known oh, in yes. the general circle. And, <laughs> and he he does, Everyone he does, gets emails he does a diligent edit, and he <laughs> certainly has found many, many wording infelicities in our manuscripts. Um, so the there's best just copy a few, editors ever, and Vic was never paid for copy editing. He 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 really, uh, I think he really enjoyed the, the opportunity yeah. to contribute. And don't uh, forget so to we, would, the... we would just pull basically anyone who we thought could contribute something. Um, Lori Reinhardt, who did customer service for many years, um, I would just pull her in as more of a maybe just an everyday person on the street kind of a read. So we get a, a lot of different um, viewpoints on the same manuscript. Don't, don't forget possible. also that some of the books are sponsored books. And in that case, it's the software developer who also goes over them. Yes. Um, and tells us, you know, maybe catches something that they don't agree with, maybe wants us to add something that we don't want to add because we don't want to, you know, go into the weeds about some obscure thing. But that does lend a, a bit of authority to the sponsored books. Sponsored books. I mean, I haven't really followed. I assume you guys still have some sponsored books. Yes, Joe's nodding. I feel like those are a tremendous strength of the Take Control series, and it's just a tremendous collaboration when you get a professional writer working with the development team in a way, and and if when you're writing, you kind of run to something where, like, I just really can't explain this, or I'm, like, saying to the writer, this just isn't clear, and the writer's like, I can't make it any more clear. I'm like, it's not us, it's them. <laughs> and then you go to the software developer and say, this menu thing, this pop-up menu dialogue control popper thing just makes no sense. And sometimes they would change it to make it better. And I, I really loved it when we could do that. Yeah. Yes. Isn't there isn't there a sense in which take control sort of uh, supplemented the whole notion of software documentation? I mean, there's 
that yes. for the for like launch bar for example wasn't a take control the launch bar documentation for a while maybe i'm mistaken no, about this they, but they did have their own help but it was in that obscure apple help viewer format that wasn't really practical and that most people didn't use so they kind of i wrote the launch bar book and they kind of used that as a they kind of tried to push people to it but not to go into too many details, they didn't really do a good job as unlike some of the other sponsored publisher, sponsored software companies that did a better job of presenting the book to their customers. It was the, the entire the entire uh, sponsored book concept was was kind of a neat one because we would get people who'd want us to write a book about some some product that they loved and everything. And that was great. But we would say like, we, we just, we know we're not going to sell enough copies, yeah, but we, if we could go to this developer and say, Hey, you have literally the list of everyone who wants to buy this book. And if they were, you know, sometimes, sometimes they, they like, they got it, but not fully like Kirk was saying. And other times they're like, Oh, well, that's a great idea. We'll just do this, you know, all in. And so, you know, I think there was some really interesting synergies when that did work out. Um, and yeah, right, the, the, the death of the manual, right? The, the software doesn't come with manuals ever anymore. You're lucky if it comes with help. Um, the Scrivener so manual is the 900 pages long in a PDF. It's yeah. four times the length of my take control book. <laughs> of course. I want to jump in here and say, uh, Chuck, I, I see you up there in the corner. I feel like you, you're lonely and uh, like we've all been chatting. And, and and can I just say, I mean, this is a tribute to your interview skills. You, uh, it, 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 it feels almost effortless how you've been able to get your guests to, uh, to just, with, just jump in and talk. With, with this bunch, I mean, I, I knew the best thing I could do is just step back because I love hearing the stories. The, the only the observation Mac is mind meld that he was able to accomplish. <laughs> yeah, but, but you know the the only thing I don't think that uh, Jeff I think alluded to it a little bit, uh, but I don't think you all are giving yourselves enough credit for the for the the part of the community that you have served. Many of you wrote things before you came to Take Control. You were already well known presences there, and Take Control just I think enhanced that. But you have meant you, you have taught so many people so many things in an approachable fashion that really just didn't exist before take control. So I, I think you all need to take a bow for that, if nothing else. Well, and while we're taking a little bow, Chuck, we all attempted to list out how many books we'd written or edited for take control. But I don't think anyone's asked you how many interviews you have done. <laughs> In regards <laughs> yeah. to a book, because it's got to be thousands, right? Yeah, it's more than five at least. Yeah, yeah, I have no idea. I mean, everyone, I, I don't think Lee had ever was ever on the show. Everyone here has been on the show at one point or another, and I think everybody here has been on for a take control. Um, but it's, I mean, I felt very, I felt very strongly about supporting take control because of the quality and because of the place in the community that you all and take control have had that really is unequaled by just about anybody else. Also, I, you picked I leading have... edge topics. I mean, I mean, you know, even if we were just, you know, it's like it's a new version of Mac OS X, you know, it's like, 
but what's new in this? You know what I mean? And we were on the edge. We were right there when the thing really came out. Trying and, to figure out if there was anything new that anybody cared about. Right. Is it worth writing a book about this? How many books is it worth writing about this? But I mean, so so we were sort of on the historical cusp all the time, sort of surfing the the front yeah. edge of what was happening historically. And that fitted in so beautifully with Mac Voices because it was like, you know, this thing is about to come out and look, here's someone who's got a who's got a, a take control book about it. I know that I have been on Mac Voices more than a hundred times. Wow. And uh and like my my little card is almost full. If it gets 144 punches, <laughs> I get like a dozen donuts for free. So, you know, I'm working on that. Oh, 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 that reminds me. For how long did you, oh, what was the thing? You would bake cookies for, <laughs> for somebody. Like yeah. a book would come out and you'd send cookies yeah. to the first okay. person. All right, all right, what right. Was yeah, 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 yeah. So when, when the first book came out. Basically making us all look bad. <laughs> yeah, when the, when the first book came out, I, I thought, you know, I don't know if I'm going to, you know, am I going to sell 10 copies of this? Like, I have no idea. Um, so I thought just to just to make this interesting, just to kind of sweeten the deal for readers, I'm just going to say uh, for every thousand copies we sell, I'm going to uh, just pick pick one of those thousand people at random and send them a batch of my homemade chocolate chip cookies. And I like that, like, well, this, this would be just like a fun little gimmicky thing. Uh, I, I know that I baked and mailed at least six batches of cookies um, <laughs> and some of them internationally. And like, how how do you package chocolate chip cookies to be shipped internationally? <laughs> um, like what I thought was like, oh, well, I'll send like a batch or two. Uh, turned out to be this just ongoing thing of constantly baking cookies until, you know, like, that that offer sort of expired when Apple came out with the next operating system, so I didn't, didn't make that offer again. But yeah, I I had totally forgotten about that. You're absolutely right. I I I did send a number of lucky lucky randomly chosen winners box of my cookies. Yeah. So well, basically, today, today, all of these efficiencies that we came up with by using electronic stuff uh, <laughs> got, got eaten up. Literally eaten up by cookies and shipping yeah. cookies. <laughs> Joe would have made they, actual money that year, except that he had to send a dozen cookies <laughs> to India. So sorry, but but the best internet cookies ever. So just saying. Yeah. Oh, much better than those ones you find in your browser. You're gonna, you're gonna go there. All right. Uh, I'm gonna go there, and then I'm gonna have to head out. So please keep going. I have I have something I have to get to, but uh, this has been fabulous, and and we'll do it again someday. So. In oh, 20 keep years. Going, please. In the next <laughs> yeah, 20 years, yeah. Always welcome. Adam, thanks. And thank I know you. a couple other people said they have yep. to leave. So I'll, I'll thank everybody for, for being here. And yeah, we'll continue as long as uh, there are stories to tell because I know there are a lot more stories. Yeah, as soon as somebody leaves, we can tell stories about them. I was saying, now that Adam is gone, oh no, I have to leave too. Crap. <laughs> I need to keep this going while I'm driving <laughs> so that nobody can tell stories about me. No, I'll just Anya, Adam, Bye. Chuck, everybody, it was so great to see you. Thanks, Scott. And I'll Thanks, take off. Scott. Yeah. Thank you. Take for... care, Scott. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Someone mentioned earlier, I think it was Tanya about how books go out of date so quickly. And I checked on Amazon and they're still selling 
um, my Mac OS 10 command line Unix under the hood from 2004. It's still available new, not used, but new. Wow. From 2004. To be fair, 90% of it is still valid because they haven't changed that much the Unix stuff, but they're still selling it from 2004. Are, are people still buying it? I don't know. It's listed. It's I can get a copy tomorrow, Prime. I wonder if it's print on demand, actually. I mean, do you get a royalty? statement i haven't seen i never earned out on that i don't think i've even gotten a royalty statement for any of my books in years in fact my the, the company who was my agent when i was doing print books wrote me some years ago saying well we're not even going to bother to tell you anymore if you don't if you don't get more than a couple hundred dollars a year in royalties yeah, yeah. yeah peach pit by the way sent me one of those because of the older take control books and also uh adam had a bunch of peach pits um, and they're like, well, at some point in the future, you may possibly earn, I don't know what it was, $100 or whatever it is. And at that point, you know, we will send it to you. But in the meanwhile, feel free to log in at any time to see how much money you still don't have. So, <laughs> I still, I still I did get, some years ago. I still, is, I still get royalty statements from one of the editions of my book that didn't sell out its advance. And I keep thinking that some that it's like some sort of warning message that something they're going to ask for the advance back or something but uh, the, every every three months or something like that i get a statement as to how how it hasn't sold any copies since the last three months in 2004 i wrote the first book about the ipod in a series in a garage series ipod and itunes garage and after a few years i was actually able to get a reversion of the rights from the publisher because they weren't selling it anymore and i think i rolled a couple of <laughs> bits of that into my take control of iTunes book at some point. But other nice. than that, I have no idea. I haven't heard from anyone. Um, I, I must have worked with six or eight publishers. Don't hear from them ever again. My book's been out of print since 1997, my first mm -hmm. book. Um, but around 2018 on the Amazon page for where it only, it only sells used copies. Um, 2018, somebody posted a, a, a comment saying that they bought my book and it changed their life. And that, yeah, you know, I still go back and reread that comment every once in a while when I need an ego boost because it's just, you know, it, 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 it's such so rare to hear that kind of feedback. Um, but I have gotten that feedback more often from the Take Control book about, you know, people reading it saying they really liked it, um, asking me questions. I mean, there is, you know, I, I don't, I think all of us publish an email address in their books. Um, and uh, hearing back from, from, from the readers uh, that, you know, that they really enjoyed it, that it was very helpful to them. Uh, you know, anybody who's watching this who's read my book and wants to get in touch with me, I'm, you're welcome to do so. I'd love to hear. So that brings up a question I'd like to ask is to Joe and to Tanya. How did you decide when to decommission a book? I mean, it sort of depends. Like when when we're selling books about an operating system, and it's been surpassed by a couple of later operating systems. I'm going to be like, I'm not going to sell my book on Catalina anymore. Like, there are still people that, that you know, are just now getting around to upgrading to Ventura or something. Okay, we'll, we'll leave that book on sale for a while. But, like, why would we sell a book on iOS 13? Like, it's just, like, yeah. you know. You know, so so part of the answer is just, like, the software ages out. Part of the answer is uh, if, you know, we, we've had books where like it's, 
the sales just decreased over time. And now we're selling one or two copies a month. And it wouldn't be worth the author's time to revise it because even if we came out with some, you know, like paid upgrade, some new edition, it, it like it, it couldn't support that. And if the material has gone out of date, then we say, even though like we like this book, it just doesn't make sense anymore. So every book is kind of different. Sometimes, uh, you know, we, we've had, we've had books where like, not, not going to point any fingers or mention any names, but like, the author goes and gets a job. Ugh. So so then they, they're just, they're not available to update their book anymore. And then, you know, time passes and it kind of languishes. And we think, well, for how long should we continue selling this book that we know is never going to be updated again? So stuff like that happens, but it's, it's we don't have like a formula. We just kind of, we, we play everything by ear. There, there, there are still some books on sale that I'm like, probably could have just you know discontinued that 10 years ago but i don't know i'm poking around on the the take control website right now which i don't do very often and i see you have an outdated titles tab yeah that's uh, there's probably, only two yeah I, I actually went through that yesterday evening oh. and, <laughs> uh, and deleted most of the things from there because I, because what is mainly what that category was mainly used for books that like we had actually discontinued. So, um, got it. I and, and but now that you mention it, there are probably a few books that I should add to that because they're really showing their age. But well, and part of it is, is on the one hand, if someone wants to buy an older title, like that's great, right? But we want, I assume. Joe would want them to be aware that we thought it was outdated so that we wouldn't have them be disappointed if they thought it was an up-to-date title. Well, well yeah, that, that's, that's the thing is that- listed as outdated. Oh, no. Well, yeah. I know, it I wrote it in 2014. No, I wrote it in 2014, and there were a couple of minor updates, but the software hasn't even been updated in a while, so. Yeah. It says that this particular one was published in 2014. Yeah, it's a long time ago. Yeah. That was we probably have more superpowers now. Remember, do you Kurt, remember the comic? We, we had the, six, with the five super, superpowers or something. And yeah, yeah maybe the, we uh, added one for Launch Bar 6 or something. Yeah. And and what was it? The the Joy of Tech people did a comic for it. Yeah, you can you can get that right off. The, well, maybe not. You still get it right off the website. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Um, but yeah, in, in some cases, the software isn't updated or um, there's just no point in, I mean, there's there's software that doesn't get updated regularly enough and becomes problematic. And authors don't want to be writing about that if the developers aren't serious. I think um, back in when I was in charge of royalties, if, if at, at some point, if a book I forget what the rule was, but like if it didn't make more than $50 in the previous year, I'd be like, let's just get this, let's just clear this out. Um, and I would discontinue the book because it just, yeah, you it, know, it I have a trouble. I have this spreadsheet that the rule is actually, this is per the contract. If, a, if a, a book has earned less than $50 in the last 18 months, then, oh, 18 months. Uh, <laughs> then we basically 
buy out the author for 25 bucks and say <laughs> we're done with this uh i i have yeah. been <clears throat> i have uh taken control of mac basics on that spreadsheet right now and uh um, oh, i mean that's my book yeah. But it doesn't really look like I'm going to update. So yeah, that should probably occur. Uh, just send me the paperwork or whatever, and we'll we'll take care of that. Yeah. yeah. Which of us is going to write the take control of VR Pro? Oh. Heaven forbid. So uh, are you guys doing like take control of Chat GPT or take control? So oh, okay. Artificial. That's, that's actually that's a reasonable question. Um, uh, a reader wrote in and said, oh, you know, you should do a book about AI, like how to use the tools that are out there and what cool things and, you know, how to figure out what's good and what's not. And I, and I like, mm, I don't know, let me run that idea by a couple of authors. And both of the authors that I ran it by were like, oh, no. Yeah. Um, for, for Did you ask different... ChatGPT to write it? Uh, uh, I, 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 I will write it. Write a book Joe Kissel about let me jump I, in I, here. But I mean, it's, I it's will volunteer a, to write it, but only if I can use ChatGPT to write it. Yeah, you know, you know, Amazon now asks you, you have to tell it when you're submitting a book to them, whether any portion of it, even including like the cover art was generated by AI. You have to report that. I now. just want to jump in with a story here. You know, I most of my stuff was written about troubleshooting and I watched uh, as the audience for, for print book troubleshooting disappear because... Google searches pretty much took it over, which I use myself. But more recently, I became, I, I help a lot of people who are less technically inclined than I am with the, with their troubleshooting. And sometimes they'll say something and I'm thinking to myself, I'm not sure what the answer is. Let me Google it and get the answer. Uh, and I'm saying, why why can't they do that? Um, why, why, you know, it would be just as simple for them to do as for me. And, I, and it became, one of the answers that became clear was that when you do a Google search, you get a lot of crap as well as good stuff. And I, and I spend a good deal of time trying to figure out what is the good answer as opposed to the bad answer, which they don't want to take the time to do. So then I said, hmm, chat GPT. And so I took a couple of questions that my friends have been asking me and asked chat GPT, and I was floored by the answer. It was a great answer. I mean, it, it was like a mini, like a take control book on, on the subject. Uh, and, and so uh, it's like I've seen the future and, and that that's where troubleshooting is going next. Well, I can jump time... in. Go ahead, oh, Joe. Go ahead. Joe, go ahead. Uh, the one time I like the first the first time I said, "Oh, ChatGPT, let me let me just try this out. Let me just I'm just going to ask it a random tech question that I know the answer to, which is how do you enter recovery mode on a Mac with Apple Silicon?" And it gave me an answer. I said, um, "No, that's actually not right. That's the answer for an Intel Mac. How do you do it for uh, an Apple Silicon Mac?" And it again gave me a different version of the same answer. And I again said, no, actually, step three is totally wrong. You have to do it like this. And then it's like, yeah, follow these steps. I'm like, no, once again, you have completely given the wrong. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, ChatGPT, here is the correct procedure to go through. And on like its fourth try, it finally admitted that I was right. And so like that one experience sort of soured me on the whole thing. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, give an example. One, one I, of the I ones talk. that I that I remember that I asked, I, I had a friend who was having trouble with a whole bunch of import mailboxes in their Apple Mail thing, which they didn't know how it, how they they had like two dozen of them, and I wasn't sure where they came from. 
Uh, and so I said, you know, I asked ChatGPT what to do about it, and it didn't know the answer. I mean, to be fair, it's not like it said, oh, here, here's the source of the problem, but it was sort of like I would write about it. It was a, here, a series of series of steps to try to figure out what's going on, and it was exactly almost what I would have said to do, and so um, I was impressed. Well, I asked ChatGPT to write my bio, and it gave me credit for some books that Jeff Carlson wrote for Take Control, so I'm less impressed with ChatGPT because it you know, it, it's it's one thing uh, to to be wrong factually. It's another thing to give me credit for things that I didn't do. Chat, uh, so when I asked ChatGPT for my bio, it said I was dead. So uh, <laughs> even better. I was starting to hear that. So I was in a band. So mm -hmm. that was nice. I, I write blog articles for the Scribner developers once a week. And I wrote one recently about daydreaming, how daydreaming can make a writer more creative. So I use ChatGPT regularly to say, give me bullet points for this topic, because it comes up with a few bullet points I might not think of. And I said, have any famous authors written about daydreaming? And it says, well, J.K. Rowling said this, and Stephen King said that. And I said, oh, wait a second, I have Stephen King's on writing in Kindle, so I can look and confirm if this is it. And it wasn't in the book. And I went back and said, well, Stephen King didn't say that. Oh, I'm sorry, I was mistaken. Stephen King didn't say that, but he alluded to, and the J.K. Rowling I couldn't find. I'm sorry, I was mistaken about that. J.K. Rowling didn't actually say that. But it's all this kind of smarmy, I'm sorry, I made a mistake stuff that really gets me. I mean, Joe's thing, like, at least it's, it's owning up to what it's saying and defending it. But everything I get is, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. If you're really curious, there was a New York, there was a New Yorker article a couple weeks ago about someone, um, asking something about Proust and asked ChatGPT and ChatGPT first couldn't reply because it wasn't in the public domain, but it wasn't a public, and a, a very interesting New Yorker article showing ChatGPT saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, as it goes uh, along. My, my general reaction to that is that we're still on the ground floor. You know, it's like you were talking about earlier about how Word could barely handle uh, text versioning and, and look where we are now. You know, 10 years from now, we'll be laughing at this discussion because ChatGPT. 20 years ago, we couldn't do this. What right. We're doing so, it now. It's, so uh, we're, we're, we're this, it's less than what? Just, I think, less than a year since ChatGPT became well known to the world. Um, yeah. So we got a long way to go before we, we can say this isn't going to get any better. I know Joe said that we were going to wrap it up at. Uh, three quarters past the hour. But uh, Joe, I want to make sure that we get in a mention of the sale that you're doing uh, to celebrate the, the 20th anniversary. Yeah, uh, moments before we started recording this, I I, I launched the sale uh, and then customers started ringing by and say, eh, it isn't working. Like, I'm on a call right now. I will fix that when I'm done. Uh, but the sale, the sale, which I'm sure will be totally running smoothly by the time you read this, is uh, we're rolling back our prices to 2003. So yeah, the 64 page books, $5, but also the 377 page book, $5. Upgrades, $5. Cross grades, $5. Things that are normally 450, also $5. <laughs> Everything's $5. So uh, that's that's uh, going on through the end of October 26th, Thursday, October 26th, my time, central time. Uh, so if you, uh, if you are able to, uh, if you, if you see this before then, please come buy a lot of books. Also, uh, from now through November 23rd, which is Thanksgiving in the United States, take control of Thanksgiving dinner free for everybody. So pick up a copy of that too. 
All right. I just want to thank Chuck and Joe and Tonya and everybody else who was involved in doing this. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you for doing it. And, well, and it's a great community that I'm proud to be a part of. I mean, the the, the work that Adam, Tanya, uh, Adam, Tanya, and Joe put into fostering a community of creators. Uh, and Chuck, your work here has been fantastic as well. Um, I mean, th this is this is something that I, I consider to be a feather in my cap that I get to call myself a take control author. Uh, and it, that's that's because the quality of the books, but also the quality of the people involved is just it's a wonderful community. Uh, well, I said thanks go to Joe because that's why we're here today is uh, him uh, taking on the baton of take control and uh, deciding to, you know, have the anniversary celebration involve all of us. So cheers to Joe. <laughs> Thank you. Long, everybody. And I and I, I said it when we started this. I feel like you know I got a I got a seat at, at on Mount Olympus with you all. So thank you so much for coming. Thank you for being part of of my journey on Mac Voices, and thank you for everything you've all done for this community. It's you are the rock stars, no question. Thanks, Chuck. Thanks, Chuck. Thanks, everybody. Folks, I'm Chuck. I'm Chuck Joiner. This is Mac Voices. Uh, we I don't know. Just as we won't be doing this on the 40th anniversary, I'm still not sure. <laughs> Until the next time. And as always, thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.